What does it mean to be a mother? That answer varies. There are birth mothers, adoptive mothers, stepmothers, grandmothers, and godmothers. Let's also not forget mother figures, such as an older sister who helped raise you. This week on Local Motion, we'll hear from three women about their experiences with motherhood. I'm Laura Palmisano, your host for today's episode. I'm Linda Downs. I'm the veterinarian in Lake City, Colorado, and I'm the mother of two grown kids, one of whom's birth child and one of whom is an adopted child. On today's program, we are interviewing mothers. You're a mother. Please tell us about your experiences as a mom. Well, I started out um, soon after we got married. We decided we'd have a child, and of course, we got pregnant right away. Not any surprise there. Years later, we decided we wanted a second child and had secondary infertility. So as we thought about where we should head with should we try, keep trying to pursue infertility or should we try and adopt a child? We thought, well, let's, let's adopt a child because we certainly did not need to reproduce anymore. We wanted to have a chance to give a, an older child a, a home. So we looked towards China. My sister lives in China, and so we have four nieces and nephews who are fluent in Chinese. And so we thought it would be wonderful to have a child come from a country where we also had some cultural connection. My sister raised her children in China, so our daughter, being a Chinese adoptee, had a nice connection to go back to China and visit frequently. So that's why we pursued that route rather than a domestic adoption. In your experience, how is adoption different than having a biological child? That is a great question. The comment we got all the time was, oh, you're doing it the easy way the second time, and it's not easy. Certainly, there are physical challenges with a pregnancy, but you're kind of on the train and can't get off. You know, you're, you're not at the whim of anybody else. You just take care of yourself and you nurture your, your growing baby. With adoption, there was a lot of paperwork, which neither my husband nor I are very good at. There was a lot of waiting. It was a year and a half plus to wait. A lot of nervousness about the U.S.-Chinese relationship, of course. Lots of money involved, although not as much as a domestic adoption, but having to think about finances. But it was just that nervousness about what if we do it wrong? What if we don't give this child a good cultural heritage? What, you know, all the what ifs. And with a biological child, you kind of just, the hormones take over and you do your best as a mom and dad and off you go. So it was much more difficult doing the adoption than it was having the pregnancy. And I had an easy pregnancy, so that's not fair to a woman who's had a difficult pregnancy. But for our personal experience, it was much easier to have a biological child than it was to go through the adoption process. Um, She was a toddler when we adopted her, so there was also that fear of, you know, would there be emotional, social issues with bonding to us, and we were very fortunate in that there weren't. But there were all those worries about physical and emotional health with an adopted child. How is raising an adopted child different than raising your biological once you had the child with you? Well, because our daughter Leah was older, she was two and a half, and she suffered from severe malnutrition. She was a special needs adoptee. There were a lot more things to do with helping her learn to walk, helping her grow, helping her learn to speak. She was delayed in many areas, although right now she's in graduate school with straight A's, so it was amazing how well she did. So there was a lot more intervention that had to be done than with our healthy son, Ross. 
There was also the fear that we would not do a good job as parents connecting her to her culture. And I don't think we did a 100% great job. You know, you did the, we did the superficial getting with other parents with children from China. We attempted to do cultural events, but it was very, we don't speak Chinese, we're not fluent in Chinese. We were fortunate that I have a sister who lives in China and we could send her, Leah spent her summer of her junior year uh, in China with my sister. She had went to a big high school and was able to learn Chinese in high school. But that's the hardest thing is understanding that there's a loss there, that she lost her birth culture and was forced to assimilate into an American culture. And that's very difficult. She did very well with that, but we had many other friends whose kids struggled with that. And it's, you know, no matter how much you think, oh, we'll be a great parent, and we'll make sure we honor her culture, it's difficult. It's difficult when you're not fluent in Chinese, when you're not Chinese American or Asian American or African American or whatever, when you're from a different culture from your, your child, it's difficult to honor that. You mentioned she's in graduate school and doing well now. What is she studying? And uh, tell us about her success. So Leah got through um, a special ed degree in early childhood education and worked three years in the Denver area during COVID, which was a real challenge, and realized she had a real gift and a real calling for dealing with children with severe, severely impacted health-wise. So she's decided to go to occupational therapy school, and, and she and her fiancé are now living in North Carolina, and she's just finished her second semester uh, and did very well and, and worked hard at it, but she's a very hard worker. She's overcome a lot in her life and knows the value of hard work. Now tell us about your biological son. He was six years old when we adopted Leah. He had been an only child for that long. And of course, there were adjustments for a youngster. Um, you know, he, he was, of course, we did all the, the parental things. Oh, you're going to be such a good big brother. And he came to China with us. And then, of course, the reality is the child came home with us. And so there was about a year of adjustment of, is she still going to stay here? Are we really going to keep this child, but of course he is a wonderful big brother, and he's now 30 and lives in the area and works as a deputy sheriff, and when she was in Colorado, they got to see each other a lot more. Right now, obviously, they don't see each other very much. So Ross has turned out to be a very good big brother, and I think they're enjoying their adult relationship now after he got over the, the difficulty of being an only child, only grandchild on one side of the family for so long. It was a big adjustment for him, but he is doing very well, and they have a great relationship now. Let's talk about motherhood. How has being a mother changed you as a person? Oh, that's a great question. I'm fortunate that my mother is still alive at 92 uh, and lives nearby, and, and so I get to see her a great deal. But the question about how the children change the adults, that's a great question. My son has a great sense of humor, and I find myself parroting a lot of his jokes frequently. Um, having him pass the teenage years and living nearby is just so much fun, and it's just wonderful seeing him grow up and enjoying him on a completely different relationship. I always joke that between 18 and 25, you should just send the boys away for a while, but after 25, they're just delightful. Um, and Leah has been the easiest child right from the start, and we're very close, and that's that has changed me immensely as well. It's kind of fun having a a child who's a birth child as well as an adopted child because you see 
so much of yourself in that birth child, and it causes conflict sometimes, whereas with the adopted child, you just go, oh, well, that's interesting. Aren't you laid back, and aren't you wonderful? And it gives you a chance to see how much is nature and how much is nurture. And that's that's always, we, we laugh about it now, but how much Ross is like me. We were both redheads. We're, we used to just lock horns all the time, whereas Leah is just laid back and mellow. You mentioned your mother lives nearby. How did she influence you as a mother? My mom and my dad were both very, very calm people, very slow to anger, very even keeled with their their discipline. We didn't grow up with TV in the household. They're very bookish. They're very quiet. And mom has a great sense of humor, was always very organized, but she also was a person who did a lot of service for her community. And that has been a real influence for me and my siblings. That's why you work now as a vet, veterinarian? Well, my father was a family physician in a small town, and I didn't want to go into human medicine, but I did enjoy medicine itself. So veterinary medicine was a a logical outlet for me. Um, But mom always did, even though she didn't work outside of the home, she always volunteered practically full-time, and that has really influenced me wanting to give back to a community. And it's so wonderful living in a small community where I can see the kids grow up and, and give back to the community in small ways. You volunteer at the Art Center, correct? Yes, I volunteer at the Art Center. Um, I'm on the endowment board at the Medical Center, involved with the Presbyterian Church on the session, and, you know, just little things like that that are not a big time burden in a small town, but they, they bring a lot of joy. Now that you have grown kids, perhaps you've had a chance to sit back and examine how it was for you to raise children. What were some of the biggest challenges you faced as a mother? Oh, I think the biggest challenge was just time management. You know, I kind of am of that generation where women could have it all. And, oh, you'll, you'll go and get, go to college and get a doctoral degree, but you'll be a great mom and you'll be a great housekeeper and you'll be fit and you'll do all the things that moms at that time were expected to do. And I think I spent a lot of their childhood just exhausted all the time and finally said, you know what, something's got to give. So I had a very messy house for a long period of time. I cut back to, well, I never worked full time, but I cut back to very part-time and finally started my own house call practice so that I would have complete control over my schedule. I was just missing too much of the kids' lives. And my husband worked in a big city ER and he he worked very strange hours. So our family dinners got missed. And I, looking back, I would have cut my hours even more and said, oh, my career can wait. My career, I like it, but it's not my whole life. So that part I would do over and I would spend more time with my kids less time trying to work. What is your advice for mothers? I think my biggest advice, especially for mothers of very young children, is to trust your instincts. Do not compare your child to any other child. Do not compare yourself to any other mom. You know, the other moms may be fitter, they may be prettier, they may be more put together, the other kids may be speaking in full sentences when your kid doesn't even speak at all. Um, But when I look back at how concerned we were about our adopted child and her delays, and now here she is as a 26-year-old getting straight A's in graduate school, 
I wished I hadn't worried so much and just let her develop at her own pace. Yes, we did intervention appropriately. Yes, we gave her full focus, but I don't think I should have lost so many hours of sleep. And if she had not been so successful, she still would have gotten to where she needed to go as an adult. So it's, I think my advice would be to just let the child develop at their own rate and not compare yourself to any other mom whose kid is maybe doing something different or better or more advanced. What is something you're looking forward to as a mother now? Well, of course, the grandchild issue. That, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Both of my children have significant others, and I hope in the next few years I'll get to be a grandmother. No pressure, kids. But I really enjoy my adult children. I enjoyed every phase of their life and thought, oh, nothing can get better than this. But having adult children is just delightful to see them turn out to be wonderful human beings. That was Linda Downs of Lake City, Colorado. My name is Leah Malvitano. I'm a first-time mom. My son will be two in August. You are a first-time mom. What is that like for you? Um, it's amazing. My son is the funnest thing I've ever done. I've gotten to experience so many different things with him, and it's just a different experience every day. I didn't know it would go so fast, but I'm learning so much. You are not from Lake City. You moved here about a year ago. What was it like raising a kid in a large city versus a small town? That is actually uh, one of the main reasons we made the move, just from me and my partner growing up in larger cities and how we were raised, which was great. We had a wonderful time, but we wanted to really slow it down for our son. And when we came to visit, my family lives out here, we thought this was a perfect place to raise a child. What is it like for you raising him here versus where you were before? Well, where we were before, he was so young. It wasn't really, you know, we weren't in the school systems. We weren't having to go out all the time. And especially because we kind of had him in the middle of COVID. So we were indoors, you know, newborn baby. So it wasn't too different. We weren't doing any play groups or mom groups. So our experience has been pretty similar just because of leaving the city. It wasn't hard. There wasn't a lot of transition for us. We were indoors most of the time, and he was so young. What made you decide you wanted to become a mom? I've always wanted to be a mom. We didn't really have a plan. We weren't timing things out. It was a wonderful gift when we found out about him. Hopefully we maybe get to have another one, but right now it's just beautiful experiencing that with him. What are some of the challenges you find as a new mom? A big challenge for me... um, Before I had my son, you know, you hear that it takes a village, it takes a village, and I haven't quite found my village, so I'm doing a lot of it on my own. I'm doing a lot of research online of the kind of parent I want to be, trying to take a lot of classes and kind of learn what my values are in in parenting and kind of exploring that alone with my partner. You did mention a village. In a small community like this, childcare is hard to come by, especially if your kid is under one. How does that affect you? I actually work at the local daycare. I have experienced firsthand how hard it is to, you know, there's limited space. It's it's hard. I'm very lucky to be able to take my son to work with me every day. So for me, it it's worked out really well, but I, I do remember having to wait till he was walking. You know, we take one in walking. So I haven't been personally impacted, but I do know how hard it is to find childcare right now, not just in Lake City, but any city. What is your advice for a new mom? My advice for new moms would be to 
listen to your listen to your inner voice you know you, you know best you know your child you know everybody's got advice everybody has a certain way of parenting but I think if you listen to yourself and your child you're gonna get it right did you have a mother figure that's really inspired you as a parent um, I had two very wonderful mother figures, my own mother and my grandmother. Um, we were all very close. We had a, we still have a beautiful bond and um, they really inspired me to want to become a mother and the kind of mother I want to be. What was unique about those relationships? We were all so close. My grandma has passed, but my mom actually lives here in Lake City and just the bond. I grew up in a really um, comfortable household where I was free to express myself you know, I was really comfortable to ask questions. I was listened to. I was respected. And I think that was a really beautiful thing to pass on to my own son. In your definition, what is a mother? A mother is someone who is caring and loving. They don't have to be biological. They don't have to be a mother. They don't have to be, you know, just somebody who's who's caring for others really is a mother figure. What are you looking forward to as a mom? Um, Right now, I'm looking forward to my son's first words. We found out recently he's kind of a little speech delayed, and I can't wait for him to, like, be able to express himself to me and, you know, tell me what he wants to do, tell me about his day. Um, I'm just really looking forward to having better communication. I think communication is such a cornerstone in every relationship, and I can't wait to have that with my son. What is something about motherhood that surprised you? What is something about motherhood that surprised me? Um, I just think, you know, they say it goes so fast, but really like every day goes so fast. I feel like my baby was a baby last week and he's so big and it's just, you know, that everybody, it's like a cliche, like you want time to slow down, but like, I just want to soak the most out of every moment with him. Is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, just being a mom is hard and give yourself grace and, you know, take the beauty where you can find it and we all have tough days. So, I mean, you can do it. You did mention being a mother can be challenging. Our society puts a lot of pressure on moms to be the primary caregiver typically, and also work. How do you feel that pressure in your life? You know, moms carry a lot of the mental load. I mean, (laughs) definitely in my house, you know, what meals we're gonna eat, where the laundry is, who put the toy where. So, I mean, they kind of, they say like, oh, you're super moms, you're going to be super moms. And it's like, I don't know if that's like a compliment or is that just like a cop out, like that we can do it all. I, you know, I think the pressure is definitely there. I mean, I feel it and I, I know a lot of moms feel it to do everything, to be everything. And I think we need to let ourselves slow down a little and, you know, definitely speak up for ourselves and say what our needs are and say, Like, hey, I need a minute, or hey, I need help. A lot of that pressure I think we put on ourselves can be relieved if we just let go a little. That was Leah Malafatano of Lake City, Colorado. You are listening to Local Motion on KVNF. I'm Laurel Palmisano. On today's program, we are talking to women about their experiences with motherhood. I'm Amber Belknap. I am 38 years old, and I live in Peonia, Colorado. Mom to three, a 20-year-old son, a three-year-old son. Currently, I am a stay-at-home mom, married mom, but I have also been a teen mom, a single mom, a mom going to college, a working mom. Tell us about your experiences as a teen mom. 
I was uh, 17 when I got pregnant with my son. I was uh, living in Denver at the time and I dropped out of high school. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And and then I got pregnant right after I dropped out of high school. You know, throughout my whole pregnancy with him, I was kind of back and forth with his father. And long story short, he never was in the picture. And so I knew I needed support. And so I moved out of Denver and I moved in with my parents into their home in Crawford on the western slope of Colorado. It was a huge change for me. I went from being a city girl to finding myself in this town of like 700 people and a brand new mom. And it was it was rough. Um, you know, I worked a, a graveyard shift to try to support us, uh, tried to figure out how I was going to support my son and I. And then I had to continue my education. So I got my GED and then I started going to online classes, uh, just trying to, to hustle, <laughs> figure it out. I don't know. I'd say looking back, the hardest part of being a teen mom probably for me was the social aspect of motherhood. I had a really hard time going to like kid functions, you know, say for instance, like story time at the library. I always felt very kind of judged for being a young mom. I, I would get a lot of weird looks and I, I look young in general. And so I looked <laughs> probably very young to a lot of people walking around with this baby. And that was probably the hardest part was the social aspect. And then also just trying to trying to grow up myself as I was learning how to become a mom as well. You mentioned your son is now 20. What is it like having a grown child? It is totally different having a grown child. When your children are young, they need you as a mother for physical support. Um, you know, there's a little bit of emotional support that comes in, but when they're a grown child, it's completely different. It's more, you're, you kind of go from being this leader or this huge person in their lives to kind of just being on the sidelines you really don't have any control anymore about what they do. <laughs> you can't put them in timeout. You can't take away their toys or their allowance or, you know, whatever. You, you just have to let them make their choices and support whatever choice they make and stand back and watch if they fall and they have to fix it themselves. You can't really fix it. And that part is so hard to just, I don't know. As a mom, that's just really, really difficult for me to just have to sit back and and watch him live his life and struggle because there's a struggle sometimes and I can't fix it all for him. So I think that's probably the biggest part of having a grown child that's difficult. It's also awesome, though, too, because they become way more of your friend. Like I don't know. When my son was a teenager, I was really careful to keep those boundaries. You know, I, I didn't want him to think I was his friend. I was his mother and he had his friends and I, my job was to, you know, have those boundaries and those rules. And, but now, you know, there's, there's not so much of that. We're more friends. Like he asked me to go to a ice cube concert with him a couple weeks ago. And I was so excited that he wanted to hang out with me and go to a concert at his age. And, we had a blast and, you know, it's just, there's not as much pressure. You're like, okay, I've done the hard work. Now we can just kind of enjoy each other's company. And now you're back with a seven-month-old and a three-year-old. How is this experience different for you? This experience has been different on so many levels. Um, 
first being I'm not doing it alone. I have a husband now, um, and he is a very, very involved husband. I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> After doing it on my own for, you know, 14 years, I met my husband when my son was 14. So my oldest son was 14. That's the biggest change. That it's a, it, That's a blessing to have that help, but it's also been a learning curve for me because I was used to just not having to run my decisions by anybody else. I didn't have to talk to a partner to make sure things were okay or see how they felt about something. It was just all my decision. So that's a little of a bit of a learning curve, trying to figure out how to compromise on some parenting things. And then just being older, you know, I'm 17 years older when I had my second child than I was with my first. Wow, that it makes a huge difference. I'm a much more confident person. I don't care as much what other people think. <laughs> I trust my motherly instincts more this time around. I don't second guess myself as often. I don't worry as much about things. I don't worry as much about like meeting the different milestones. And I remember with my first, I was just hyper focused on that to the point of kind of making myself neurotic and so this time it's just much more easygoing. I mean, life is crazy with two little ones, absolutely. But I don't know. There's not as much pressure this time around being an older mother. And I also get to stay home this time. I never got to do that. Never had that option before. And so it was a really, a really weird option for me at first. That took a lot of adjusting to just being okay with being home and realizing this is my job. and I get to take care of the kids all day and hang out with them and have fun. And it's extremely valuable contribution to my family, even though I'm not bringing home any money. Is there a mother figure in your life who has inspired you? Oh, yes. There's, there's many. I um, kind of had a, a tumultuous childhood. <laughs> uh, changed. I, I grew up in five different family compositions throughout my childhood. So I have three different women that I look up to as mothers. My mother, who lives in Vermont, she's a very loving person. She has always been very open with her emotions and was always just very loving with us kids. Like she never held back her love for us. She always, I don't know, fully embraced it. And that's been inspiring to me, my own children, to just really show up and genuine and then I have a really fantastic stepmother she's been in my life for like the last 20 years and I really learned a lot about how to like the day-to-day how to be a mom from her she taught me a bunch she was the one that was there helping me raise my oldest son when he was growing up she's just a fantastic woman very strong and I gained from her was how to have fun with kids. Um, she'd always come up with different activities and games and themes, and she just brought light to everything. And so I've kind of taken that on. And then the third mother I really look up to is my mother-in-law. Um, I've been very fortunate to have a really awesome mother-in-law. She has five kids, and she is just amazing the way she shows up for all those kids. And those siblings are so close, and their family is just you know, really awesome, positive thing to be a part of. She's just, and again, she's fun. She does a bunch of stuff with the kids. And just, again, the love. That's the 
common thread between all three of those mothers is the amount of love that they give to their kids. It's evident to anybody that comes in contact with them. Do you have advice for new moms, single moms, teen moms? What is your advice for moms in general? I think it's really hard. You become a teen mom and you have all these negative stereotypes that are just kind of thrown at you and you get all these labels placed on you and the way society treats you is like you're going to fail so why even try, which really stinks. (laughs) But I think the key to success as a teen mother is having a solid support group having people that you can look up to, good role models, but people that are going to show up for you on the day-to-day and help you raise the kid. Because it's not easy. You are growing up while you're raising the kid, which is you're going to have ups and downs. And to have that support group is so important. And that's the same advice I would say if you're a single mother too, is make sure you have a good community. You know, I had a great community of women that supported me while I was raising my son once my parents moved away. And I just was so grateful for them. You know, I said I needed someone to watch my son while I went and took an exam in in college. And they, you know, three of them would volunteer. And and then they show up to like the special things, you know, they show up to the birthday parties and Christmas. And it's nice to know that other people care about your children as much as you do. And that doesn't always have to be your family. I think my advice to moms would be to just not worry about what other people think. Don't compare yourself to other moms. Don't compare your children to other children. You know, you're on your own unique journey and embrace it and relax, have fun because it goes fast. It goes so fast before you know it. They're 20 years old and your relationship's completely changed. I mean, they say you never know when the last time will be that you hold your baby. That was Amber Belknap of Paonia, Colorado. You've been listening to Local Motion on KVNF. I'm Laura Palmisano. 